0: Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise Podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom. Dot com once again Bruiser Nation Productions custom and remember Bruiser Nation stay good because I'm always good
1: and welcome back everybody to to the turnbuckle. Brought to you by Bruges Nation Productions, right here on Heel Turn Wrestling on Facebook, and uh, <clears throat> uh, and also on Scorner. Yes, yes, right here on Scorner Network. Define mm-hmm. fine folks, uh, I don't, I don't not promote them out of out of well, I dislike Scorner. It's that we get a little well, get yes, away sometimes.
2: They allow us to be on the on the page, but. We, we kind of do our own thing. You know, they do not represent a lot they're, of our...
1: They, they, they don't necessarily endorse a lot of these
2: <laughs> Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, they just a lot go, of our craziness. They just go, look, you guys... But they're were, lovely people. You, you, they just go, look, you guys were here over a year. You got screwed with COVID. We're charity cases. Welcome to the charity case to the turnbuckle. So give us a like, give us a share. We're, g- we're going hungry, as you can tell. Yes. Uh <laughs> Um, Clearly, I, well, I'm going hungry. I'm hungry now. Um, <laughs> I had to siphon water into these about new cans just for the sake of <laughs> <laughs> Mr. McCarthy. Mr. McCarthy, beautiful man. Sup? So. <laughs> Looking sultry. Look at you. Nice little salt and pepper beard going. I like it. Let's talk AEW Dynamite. All right, first thing I want to talk about: Sting and Darby Allen. They attack Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. They're going to face each. They're all going to face over to tag match at Double or Nothing. So, and they advertised this is Sting's like return to the ring, right? Because those damn, uh, those damn cinematic matches aren't quite the same thing, are they? They admitted it. You said the. You said the. You said the invoice out loud. That was the inward part, Tony. Admitted it. It's not the same thing. It's not as physical, it's not as cool, it's not as fun, it's just not. Mr McCarthy, what do you think of singing Darby Allen tagging up against Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky? Um What are your thoughts on, on this segment?
0: I think the segment was pretty well done. A nice, good promo by both Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. I think Ethan should probably yell a little bit less, though. Like He's got a microphone. He doesn't have to yell. He can give away that same hatred feeling without yelling, I'm pretty sure. And it's a, it's a good high-profile match for Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, the face of the revolution, I might add, Scorpio Sky. And even Darby Allen, because yeah, he's a huge name, but now he gets to say he actually had a tag team match with Sting. Oh, you Sting's mean he didn't still do that a before. big name. He didn't do that before? I mean he had a cinematic match, oh, it's not, not a professional not wrestling thing. match. Uh, it's it's not There's it's a not nearly
2: difference. As, he cre- had like a bar fight backstage. You know, yeah. he, he had
1: one of those. That so was that wasn't a
2: real match.
1: Yeah. So what you're saying? He gives credence to those that think this is all phony. That's what you're I didn't saying. Say that? I didn't
0: it's say that. It's the reason one bit.
1: that David Schultz slapped the hell out of that no good reporter. That's why. And I'm glad he got ruptured to your drums. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I'm in a I'm in a great mood today, McCarthy. Can you tell?
0: I can tell.
1: I'm feeling good. Feeling real good. And I'm completely sober, I don't drink a drop. I'm this crazy naturally. I'd be in trouble if I did drink. We have microphones. We can yell if we want to. Well, hey, him and Cedric Alexander must just exchange promos. I know, right? Yeah, God. Tell you what, if he ever takes a microphone again, I might just stop watching him Just awful. Just awful. Uh, gee, like, you pre... I didn't...
2: Save it. Save it for later.
1: All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I didn't mind the segment at all. Anything anything but Sting is a little bit more cool. I mean, he's Sting. He's an icon. He's a star. He's underappreciated by Travis Snapper. Um... Oh, Travis! Never. You called him the biggest waste to AEW. Wasted money, not because of him, but because what are we doing? That's all I've ever said is, "What are we doing?" Yeah, but you don't say it quite like I do. What? I'm sorry. Look, not everyone is as blessed to be as talented as I am behind a microphone. Uh, being facetious, you're much more talented. I am. Your demo reel proves it. Uh, seriously, go to his Twitter. What's your Twitter handle, buddy? Wheels with a Z, uh-huh. 614. Check out this man's demo reel. Give this man a job yesterday. His talent is, is, is incomparable. I have hands of clay compared to this man sitting right here. Legend. Legend. Go check him out. Thank you, sir. It's also on his Facebook page, but I don't know if you want your governor name all out here. Yeah. But that's, uh, that's, uh, that's all right. Now, you know. I mean, it's already kind of up there. Well, I know that, though. Oh,
2: that, sorry. Yeah, that's my stage name.
1: Yeah, because, like, John Cena is John Cena Jr., but they don't
2: know that. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, to be honest, I forgot.
1: I'm a teacher at heart, folks, and a humanitarian. That's why, God bless the ruptured eardrums, drums that reporter. I'm a humanitarian first. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, sure. Mr. Napper, thoughts on the segment? I agree.
2: I thought the segment was very good. Um, I laughed, too, when they acknowledged that cinematic matches didn't really count. It's not the
1: same thing! It's not the same thing! So listen at me, Mark Calloway. (laughs) Time to get back in the ring. (laughs) Yeah, it didn't count. You didn't have a
2: real retirement match. Yeah, phony. I'll see you in Dallas, <laughs> big man. <laughs> uh, the only thing that
1: I'm. Uh, go ahead.
2: I don't understand what we're doing with Sting still. I really don't. They don't either. <laughs> Is he a manager of Darby? Is he a tag team partner of Darby? I had this argument with somebody on Facebook the other day. He's not a manager of Darby at this point to me, he's a tag team partner. Managers go. don't come and make the save every nine out of ten times. They ought to go A to the tag, tag team partner does. They,
1: ought to go to the
2: tag they should. Kenny, or not Kenny, uh, Moxley and Kingston are. Why not Darby and Sting? And it sure yeah. would be better than And the they Sting. should redo them like they did with Jeff Hardy when he was champion.
1: I agree, and it would certainly be better than those two balding bucks. No doubt about it. The not-so-young-anymore bucks.
2: I'm not the only one that notices that on a daily basis. There.
1: <laughs> no, I mean the uh, the Shawn Michaels receipt and hairline bucks, <laughs> <laughs> Mister <laughs> McCarthy. What say you, Sting and Darby for tag champs?
0: That was good. Nah, I don't think they should be tag team champions. That's crazy.
1: Well, why well, not, not? Then why?
0: Because <laughs> oh, I'd rather you see Christian John Cage United should be world well champion. Me.
2: Why not a 50-year-old man as a tag team you. title holder? 60. 60.
0: Yeah. What? 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 No. I'm what? Just what? I don't. What? What?
2: What? Why not a 60-year-old man as a tag champion? Like the Rock and Roll Express as tag team champions, why not him? You're never
1: never too old, to Rock and Roll brother.
0: I didn't Look, I'm just saying. Well, you're saying wrong things. That's egregious. I never say wrong things. Misguided, sure. Misinformed, sure. But everything I say is true to me and that's what really matters. If it's true to me and I believe it, others will believe it too. Is that your campaign speech? You don't believe in the icon
1: sting? (laughs)
0: I didn't say I don't believe in the icon, Sting. It's what you heavily implied, sir. I don't think so. Other than him, according to Scorpio Sky, he's a coward with a bat. I don't feel that way. According just to the Scorpio Sky, he's the face
1: of the revolution. Currently, I think he's the face of dark.
0: Wow, that's egregious. That's and possibly invaluable offensive. in ring time that he gets on dark. I'm just saying, where is he? They got to start somewhere. Take those over first. He even said it. He said Rampage will be his show. Maybe,
1: yeah, I was gonna say maybe he'll maybe
0: he'll be the face of the one-hour Friday night program. Hey, that's something. You got to start somewhere.
1: What a war it's going to be between Ring of Honor and AEW Rampage, and all the smattering thousands tune in. Uh, Look, I don't hate this segment. I do hate what they're doing with Sting because they have no direction. They have no obvious plan. How do I know that? Because it wasn't two months ago that Lance Archer was getting in Sting's face every chance he could. Now he's with Miro, not that it wasn't a great segment. It was. But I just, like, he's Sting. AEW and WWE are having the same problems with him. They don't know what to do with him. And, well, we we don't really know what to do with him, so we'll have him take another loss for WCW at WrestleMania 31. I guess we'll stick him with Seth Rollins, and, you know, unfortunately that went the way it went, but I'm saying their idea was it elevates Rollins, but after that, who knows what the plan's going to be. And and now the AEW, oh, we'll stick him with Darby, but we don't know how long that's going to go. It's gone longer than we probably should have because he doesn't need a mouthpiece. Um, I don't know. I don't know. All right, next. <clears throat> The Inner Circle, they replied to the Pinnacles Challenge on A.W. And, of course, they will take them on in a stadium stampede match. And my goodness, was this a... And it wasn't like an awful promo. It was just an awful promo from Chris Jericho. Nothing about it, like, made me believe and care and feel all the emotions he was trying to do. And I don't know if he had just had a session with Van Dam in the back, but his eyes were awful red. Um... No, I just know he goes around giving out the rolling papers. It's true. Uh, Mr. Napper, because we got to make him wait. Yeah. Don't you think this was a lackluster promo?
2: Oh, yeah.
1: By Jericho standards. I thought the ending was good.
2: I thought he ended it on a good note. Um, anytime you tell someone you're going to pee on their grave, I mean, that probably invokes a feeling of rage from the opposing party.
1: Maybe. I was like, I didn't know they're going to have graves in the middle of Jacksonville's field.
2: You know, maybe maybe, maybe they're going to bury them in Jacksonville. I don't know.
1: And Urban Meyer goes, what the hell is this? It's a Tuesday <laughs> <of> training camp. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Trevor Lawrence breaks his ankle, yeah. running over the grave. We're
1: not wishing that on anybody. No, we're, we're not. We're I'm just saying that's, that's right. potentially what could happen. Could See, be, I'm stumbling too. It could be the reason that Tim Tebow might not make the team. Like, we we don't. Don't want that. And you know, when he's running routes, you don't want him tripping over the pinnacle. That's tough, man.
2: So many things to say to that, but I'll keep my mouth shut.
1: Yes, you're very true. We don't want that to happen with Tim Tebow. Of course not, if he makes
2: it that far.
1: He should make it that far. He's got the highest selling jersey on NFL Shop right now. He does. He does. That do- will help him. That will help him. Yes. I- he'd have to be really awful to not make it now. Because yeah. they're like, look, that's making money. Money. <laughs> and we, money. We're coming out of a pandemic. Come on. And
2: clearly the cons love money.
1: Yeah, because they're conning TNT and internal media into it. And impact too. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No,
2: Just but back wow. to the original, the original topic. Yes. Um, at hand. I did think it was a pretty lackluster promo from Chris. I thought he did the better job out of the four of, of them. But it, that's not really saying much because aside from maybe Sammy it really wasn't that yeah it wasn't really that raw raw rallying yeah. speech or like got- the the promo before like last week much better yeah and like the first time when they were building up the blood and guts that was a good promo like it, i don't know if it's because we've seen this before that maybe it didn't that's why it didn't hit well but it just like okay, you got your asses beat, but you're gonna dance on their gri- like dance on their heads,
1: and then pee on their
2: grips. Well, because here's the here's the with problem a, here's with a, a broken here, arm.
1: Here's the problem with the promo. Here's the problem. <coughs> yes, he did dislocate his elbow, and that is a shame. And we wish Chris Jericho a quick and speedy full recovery. But this idea that his life flashed before his eyes. And, yeah, and oh my god! I, oh my god, I almost hit the, the steel, and oh, it could have been game over. I Here almost hit
2: the crash pad a little bit more to the left. It's
1: it's the same thing as it's the same thing as the barbed wire, like the explosion. Instead of just going,
2: well, we screwed that up, guys. <laughs> let's try to make it let's, work.
1: Let's let's make it work. I almost died landing on this big ass airbag.
0: Actually, sir, it wasn't an airbag. It was set up by actual stuntmen with empty cardboard boxes
1: with a tarp
0: over it. So it was not a crash pad.
1: And that gives more credence to the people that say this is phony. So I'm glad that Chris Jericho spent 30 years to just pillage the business. He should be so proud. He should be so
0: proud. I believe we had this discussion last week when I did retort that everybody uses crash pads now but not everybody it's sees not that big it. of a deal but not everybody it's better to be it. safe and not kill yourself but then oh internet it. marks are gonna freak out if they see something Rest is about the suspension of disbelief
1: Every NFL team probably cheats, but Bill Belichick is making it obvious when he's got a guy on the sidelines fighting on a 2-14 and Bengals. Yes, you're right, McCarthy. Holier than thou, Tony Khan, they use crash pads. And yes, Shane McMahon has been using some crash pads, though I would argue there probably wasn't one in the Mania ring. And if there was, at least it didn't look obvious because wrestling is about the suspension. Of disbelief. Something that a 30-year vet like Chris Jericho knows better than anybody in that locker room, except maybe Arn Anderson and Tully. And
2: and to your point, like, the issue isn't the fact that that happened. Yeah. The issue is the fact that, like like you pointed out with the... wrong. Stop. Yeah. They brought up the bar... They had the barbed wire incident. Where's the kaboom? But... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. God, when he got a drink. Yes. Um... (laughs) But the problem isn't so much like you just said, it's not so much that it happened. We get it. it happens, things happen, things go wrong it's It's stupid. We have a popcorn fart. It happens. move on yeah like you're you're not helping by drawing attention to it, you're kind of doing more damage to yourself especially in this particular situation where you make it look like your life was in that much of danger. Yeah, I've seen it Shane. Was. M- I mean, no, it was. it wasn't.
0: Serious. I've oh, seen Shane McMahon like drop off a cage that was that higher doesn't... than that. All right. Okay. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. As a guy that's been in a ring, a regular pile driver puts your life in danger. So let's get that right first, fellas. That's Not a 15-foot drop. It wasn't safe when Mick Foley did it. It wasn't safe when Rikishi did it. It's not safe when Shane does it. And it wasn't safe when Jericho did it. But they did it as safe as possible. And it was Foley's idea. There's nothing wrong with that. And as you bring up where's the kaboom again to shoot holes in that theory of your problem with Chris Jericho's promo, Logan... It's always the end that matters, right? It's always the end that matters. And that was a killer line. If that applies to matches, it applies to promos. So I don't understand how you can say that was a god awful promo by Chris Jericho.
1: In comparison to what he's capable of, it was. I've heard worse promos from Chris Jericho. Hold on. Let me put it this way When The Undertaker had a pyro issue at Elimination Chamber 2010. And he got lit on fire, like second and third degree burns. Remember that? Yeah. And he had to scrap the entrance and everything. It wasn't a storyline. The next night, we he had to scrap his entrance. He was on fire, and he got in there and he doused himself with water. But other than that, that was it. That's my point. Is yes. Accidents do happen, and you are right, McCarthy. Safety is most important for not only Chris Jericho, but everybody, but especially an icon like Chris Jericho. We want him to end his career on his terms, not an unfortunate injury. You are correct. The point being is when, oh, we didn't shoot that rider, right, oh, the kaboom didn't go off, or oh, this didn't happen, or oh, there was a pyro incident during the greatest entrance in the history of this business, we don't go, let's make it a
2: storyline. Take the the zombies for example. They knew that was a popcorn fart. Did they
1: bring it up ever since then? Nope. Yeah, we're not even talking about like they mentioned it. They mentioned it like Adnan, and maybe that's why he just got the boot. Mentioned it. It was a more traditional lumberjack match. That's been the end of it. And
2: yes, his life could have been in danger, but let's also not treat it like it's anything related to like what happens with Shane McMahon and Mick Foley. He fell on an
0: elevated part of the stage. But Mick really, is the only one to not do that with a crash pad. But even he the, didn't even, really fall from even that high Triple of Triple H and Undertaker, when they wrestled for the first time at WrestleMania, and they went off the high balcony of the camera, even they used a crash pad. They've I'm been doing this for over a decade. Pad. I'm talking I don't about understand the distance that he why fell. Why it's such a big deal. I'm not I don't talking understand. about the crash
2: pad. I'm not talking about the crash pad. I'm talking about the fact that he really didn't even fall from that high of a level it because was... the stage that he fell on was even higher than a normal distance from that which they've fallen
0: before. Shane McMahon. Oh, he, fell, he fell 13 feet instead of 15. Oh, my God. And Such was a difference. There way more
2: boxes and crash pads compared
1: to usual. And maybe there wasn't, but here's the problem. We could see those. It's not uh, that... It's, again, yeah,
2: ultimately, it's it's just the fact that they keep acknowledging it. Yes. Because it, it's I just would, gonna,
0: too, if I dislocated my elbow doing it and everybody's over here bitching and complaining.
2: But he dislocated his elbow. He's acting like he was going to concuss himself.
1: And if he's that, and if it was that close, then maybe he shouldn't get in the ring and stadium stampede because blood and guts should be the blow-off anyway of any feud. It, look, I, all I... I get it. You're right. Safety is most important because, again, Chris Jericho is arguably the greatest of all time to ever do this, and he damn sure, like every other icon, deserves to go out on whatever his terms are. So, yes, I am glad that they were as safe as they could be. The problem is, is not the safety. I, they are tenfold better about being safety than WWE is, and I respect that, and I admire Some days. That. Some days. And I admire that. Outside of some chair shots that have gone wrong, but overall, they try really, really hard, and I admire that. My problem is, you know, you don't. When you have a bad note, maybe you acknowledge it like the next night. But again, at some point, you kind of go, "Well, this didn't work, so let's kind of move it on." And yes, I know he's got the dislocated elbow, and sure, you can say, "Well, I got to cut a promo on it." No, you really don't, because we all know what happened. We all we all know. And so let's just move it along. And he kind of alluded to it when they had the, bu- the the bubbly bath.
2: He already alluded to his shoulder being dislocated. But then they tried to go even further. And, and sell make, you. Yeah, and sell you like he was in mortal danger. Like, yes. Again, I get it. I get it, McCarthy. I get the safety issue. Like, yes, he, a lot of things could have gone horribly wrong in the situation. But they didn't. And it really didn't. Look, from a perception, and believe me, we all got a very damn good look at what happened.
1: A little too good. A little too good. We were the peeping jobs of wrestling fans. <laughs> he,
2: he didn't look like he was in mortal danger or any danger that would scare
1: his family. Because you know what happened, McCarthy, and then I'll kick it to you for closing, and then we had to move on to the next thing. He falls, and then here, even worse, they get a look at Chris Jericho, pretty much winking out of one eye going, how'd that go? Remember that, where he's he's kind of opening up his eyes? And yeah, we can sell, well, I'm okay, but why is he kind of, huh, everybody, did everybody buy that?
0: Actually, it was probably more, ow, my elbow hurts, and that was crazy. And how are you going to tell him how him and his family feel? Like, for real, if he felt like he was in mortal danger, and it bothered his children, and he feels the need to share it with the millions of Jericho-holics out there, who are you to judge him on that? Because it's let's not believable. Let's get serious for a minute. You're, you're allowing yourself to get worked
1: and hit the worst promo of his illustrious career. I admire your fandom. I do. Wow, the worst like promo? The, he cut worst like promos
0: the, in WWE when he had control of his promos. It is the Like, come on, now?
1: It is the equivalent of if I was sitting here going, you remember when The Undertaker returned the... The night to the Royal Rumble, building up the WrestleMania 28. And he came out with an obvious ass wig because we all know he shaved his head. If I was sitting here trying to tell you, trying to tell you because I'm as big an Undertaker fan as you are, Jericho, no, that was his real hair. Bull crap! They grabbed that in the back. He had shaved his head. It was obvious from the word go as soon as he stepped his big ass on the stage. But they try to sell you and be like, well, Undertaker was driven so nuts by last year that he cut off all his hair. Or he did it because he doesn't give a damn and he decided to shave his head. I don't think that's the same thing. It, I'm saying <laughs> in terms of their... Tr- you, are, you are allowing... Uh, you, I don't know why you don't do this for WWE because you're allowing AEW to insult your intelligence. Is that Kool-Aid you're sipping on? Because it sure feels like it. All right, Look, we, I'm we defending have to Chris
0: on. Jericho right now, okay?
1: We, we have okay. we, ha- we we have, to move on. We've got other things to get to in the show. There's other plenty of screamable moments about the worst edition of Dynamite this year. Uh, the Young Bucks defeated the Varsity Blondes in a tag team match. And, yeah, it was good. It was okay until the end. Then the screwy got finished and all that. But, you know, there's been a lot of renewed interest, McCarthy, in... Ryan Pillman, because of the Dark Side of the Ring uh, season premiere, the two episodes. Why wouldn't the smart thing be to why not do the occasional swerve? Why not the Varsity Blondes cash in on that and give them the titles for a small run? Small run. Or, or is it? Or is it? Or is it in the contract that everyone that actually works for the company holds the belts? You know, the ones that make the booking decisions. Sounds like Terry Bollea to me. Mr. McCarthy, what are your thoughts? Should, should the Young Bucks have, again, just for a short run, few weeks, maybe pull a swerve, let's put these guys over. We know you're the greatest tag team on the planet. Let's see what these guys can do, give them the ball. Thoughts?
0: I don't think so. I don't, they're not ready. They haven't been wrestling that long. Why put unneeded pressure on them right now? They are a phenomenal tag team. But the titles bring pressure that they are not ready for. Any wrestler will tell you those belts matter. And pressure is put on you. And if they're not there yet, why give it to them? It's worked with Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar. Instantly getting the belt. Nobody else. Why give them something they're not ready for? Because,
1: you know, the old... Cold diamond metaphor. I'm not, maybe it doesn't work. You can always scrap it back. Fine. But if they're not ready for it, then maybe don't have them be in the main event of your two-hour primetime show. If they're not ready for it, then don't have them get in the ring with them. If they're not ready for it. No, maybe they're not ready for it. But we don't know that similar, similar so what we see in WWE where we say, why isn't this guy getting a shot to have a big-time feud, to have a big-time match? And they don't get it, and they never do. We Cesaro may have been ready seven, eight years ago. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. We don't know because he was never given the chance. You may be, you very likely could be correct, but you cannot speak ultimate facts here because we don't know. And frankly, just for the sake of, and I believe this in WWE as well, sometimes Make AEW Dynamite, make Monday Night Raw, make SmackDown must-see television. Do something where you're like, whoa, didn't see that coming. And if in three weeks we realize we shouldn't have done that, you know what you do again? You make AEW Dynamite must-see television, and you take the belts off of them. Because we should tune in to be must-see. That was what made Monday Night Raw great when it started, because you never knew. Don't be so predictable. That's all I'm saying. I hear you. They're young, but... Sometimes a guy is young, and you know what? Hey, you know what? It, it is what it is, and they, they have that happen. John Cena was a pretty young guy. He gets the ball, and he goes on the greatest run that's only comparable to, like, three other guys in this business. We can debate and we can argue it as far as who's great or who's not, but he's on the Mount Rushmore of that company. He's the most likely one to break Ric Flair's record. That's all I'm saying is, why not try it? Because if it, if it doesn't work, then hell, get him off the, the belt to double or nothing. Just try something. Just try it. Napper, thoughts?
2: I think it was worth a shot. Because at this point, I'm kind of over the Young Bucks title run. Like, yeah, they're heels, and that's great. and I'm enjoying that. But I almost feel like their whole storyline With Kenny, with the Good Brothers, and everything else like that, it's kind of taken me out of their title run to the point where I, yeah, they're defending the titles, but it almost becomes pointless because you know they're going to win. You know they're going to retain them. And, yeah, that usually happens with certain heels that you kind of become accustomed to it. But at the same time, the Varsity Blondes have shown, like, to me, I think they're they're ready for it. And if they're not, who is? Because at this point... I know, I saw it too. Um, uh, I don't know who else you're going to give that rub to. You know, we threw out a couple names last week of who we think could potentially take the titles from them. At some point, it's got to seem like somebody's going to, though, because right now it doesn't seem like anybody is... Really kind of feuding with them. Maybe this could be the start of a really good feud for them, but I'm still kind of already taken out of it. Like It, it doesn't seem like it's going to matter anything. It was a good match. I enjoyed it. I I didn't think it was too flippy, which is a shock with them. Um, I like the addition of... Um, I forget her name, but I know her last name's Hart. Um, Julia Hart. Julia you. Hart. I apologize to Julia Hart. But I, I think it's a good addition for her, with her involved. I think it'll be I think it'll be good for them to have a manager like that. Um but yeah, if, if it's not them, who is it?
0: I don't know. Give me the answer, McCarthy. I think it's Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. Now, why? Why? as we why? Because they're hilarious as hell together. They're like a more extreme rock and sock connection. Come on.
1: Don't like, we do this, get, though, their with Their chemistry WWE. is amazing,
0: and it keeps the feud with John Moxley and the Elite going without him going for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship so other people can wrestle for it. But don't we do this with But WWE. the Varsity Blondes right now are the total package. But why rush it? We have seen this from AEW since their inception. They take their time with things they have longer than what we're accustomed to title reigns you act like this is new you act like champions wrestling people closer to the bottom of the totem pole and always winning is new gee who did that before oh yeah the great rick flair used to do that because he knows how the business works but it's not. It's not it. always about who wins and who takes the title. Sometimes it's about showing something, and the varsity blondes did show something on Wednesday. It doesn't mean they should automatically get the championships.
2: But again, who would? And I don't think it should be John Moxie in any case, because we've gone, we've been on this show countless times, and have just chastised thrown together tag teams. Why not do the same thing here? We've had
0: Because they're not thrown together. They're yes, old they friends are. that feuded. They're two single it's, stars. They got put same, together. The, you want to know the only difference between this storyline and the rock and sock connection court storyline? What? Eddie Kingston and John Moxley wrestled in the Independence together. That's the only difference. You look at that storyline, it's the same thing. The rock and mankind beat the living hell out of each other for years. And then they formed one of the most successful tag teams in history because of their history. It's not like random dude A and random dude B that have nothing to do with each other. Except Eddie come together and Moxley beat each other up for like a month. And they beat each other up for years before they made it big, sir. But we never saw that. So it doesn't I'm make sense to sorry? the W crowd
2: because... That's stuff that we've never seen. So, why use that when nobody has any, unless you're going to show it on W, or not WW, on AEW television? Why have that be the catalyst for this when we've never experienced them having that relationship?
0: Because it was the catalyst for the whole feud. They explained their entire history when Eddie Kingston got a shot at the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. This is all talked about. Just because we didn't see the matches, we know their history. We know how close they were. John Moxley was close with Eddie Kingston's mom. There is history built here.
1: Um, well, let me ask you, Mr. McCarthy. Let me ask you. I was doing some research on another topic. Uh, I was, But I was listening to you all, and you're fine. And you both make good points, uh, frankly. But let me ask you. Sir, <laughs> isn't there? Doesn't there need to be more diversity in in the champions of this company? Because we talk all the time about how AEW is <laughs> not making enough of their kind of own stars, and John Moxley getting those tag belts. And we'll we'll make our predictions here, as we close the show in a bit, uh, John Moxley getting those belts. All right, he's Frank. Because I mean, when people think of John Moxley overall, you know we think of him as a WWE guy. He's still not quite an AEW guy yet, right? And so, uh, but nonetheless, he's had the world title, hadn't had the TNT championship, but then he gets the tag titles. Like we need, I think, more organically stars like Darby Allen. Darby Allen's one. Uh, Dar Darby Allen was one, but he's about the exception. Cody Rhodes, star of the places. Kenny Omega, huge name in Japan. Chris Jericho's an icon. Uh, frankly, Miro, Rusev, uh. I'm talking only Darby Allin so far is the the only AEW guy that has gotten the ball in any way.
0: And that's a problem. That's a problem. Don't you think so? I mean, is it a problem because I remember Chris Jericho coming to the WWE and not getting anything for 2 years. They've barely been a company over 2 years. Not everyone has been on that roster for 2 years. And let's be honest, who has not been in the wwe there is a very small portion of non-contact contracted wrestlers that have not spent time in that company maxwell jacob friedman was there kenny was there everyone's been there
1: but we don't associate those
0: we don't associate those guys with
1: them they weren't there long enough to
0: matter that only diehards like us is going to know that What about Hangman Page? So why is it a point? So why is it a point? Why does it matter? Everyone's been there. We should be educating the masses instead of telling them, oh, this guy's a WWE guy, AEW screwing up. No, everyone's been there. This is a conversation that shouldn't even be had because everyone's been there. Everyone has worked for Vince. With the exception of a bunch of people in Japan, everyone in the States has worked for Vince McMahon. Look. Or they're on the independents and haven't made it yet. But I, everyone that is TV-ready has worked there. Even Tay worked there.
1: But do they work there enough to really be associated with them? Ric Flair worked in TNA, but it's about the last thing we talk about with his career. It's about the last... Just because you work there, did you become a star there. Did you do enough there that that run matters? And for some of those guys like MJF, like Kenny Omega, the answer is unequivocally no. That's why I said Kenny Omega, big star in Japan, because he hadn't drawn flies over here.
0: So, my point the, is though, my point is though, one of the most successful buys of a pay per view ever. Oh, wait, yeah, he did. Didn't people turn out in droves every time they could when him and John Moxley beat the crap out of each other? Oh, yeah, they did. So what do you mean he can't draw? I'm confused. Didn't him and Chris Jericho sell out Japan? Oh, wait, yeah, Japan. he did. You <laughs> just <laughs> kind of made his point for him. You know that, right? Well, thank you for, thank
1: you for, <laughs> you were going good. You and were
2: then you doing you were so going. well. And then you brought
0: up Japan. Not everyone in Japan went to that show for Chris Jericho. <laughs> look, Kenny Omega sold that just look, as much I've for got, the people in Japan. He is a hero I, in Japan. I've
1: got, I've got names for you. It's not that, oh, well, they've been in WWE, so that means they can't be a, a star in AEW. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, what about names like Adam Hangman Page, who got to nearly, pardon the pun, the pinnacle and didn't win the world title and hasn't had a sniff since. Hasn't done anything except that weird ass money view with Matt Hardy since. What about John Silver? What about Meat Man John Silver, who we all saw on this show as a star? Where, He's where, hurt.
0: What,
1: Cole Cabana. What is he? A mascot? Where is he? Maybe. <laughs> where is he? There's three guys that are, are are just as talented, frankly, in the ring as John Moxley. And I love John Moxley. He was my favorite member of the Shield, no doubt. And he's one of my favorite things about AEW. But this idea—well, they've all worked for WWE, sure, yes. But did do again? Rick Flair worked for TNA, but it takes us a while to get there in that chapter of his long-ass book. Jurassic Express. Jurassic Express, Luchasaurus. Who you compared to the Undertaker? Suddenly, you must have sold all your T-shirts or Luchasaurus stock because you haven't mentioned him. I don't know Lance Archer, who really wasn't that big of a star in WWE. We think Lance Archer. we don't go, damn, he was a real star for Vince, pal. Matt Seidel, who, yes, might have been a somewhat star for WWE back when they were just going PG in 08. Ryan Neenath has got plenty of talent. If anything, he oversells, just like his brother and his brother's idol, Shawn Michaels. There's plenty of talent. There's tons. Private party. Tons of talent. The acclaimed. Tons of talent. So, no, yes, they've all worked for WWE great. We've all had our cup of coffee in the big time. That's fine. That's not my point. My point is, is every champion in this company except Darby Allen, has been somebody that not only worked for WWE, but can make an argument was made a star by WWE. That's the problem.
0: Wait, it's wait. The same problem. Wait. We Are the tag team? Did the tag team champions? Did, did they become stars in uh, working under Vince? Say is that, is again, that what happened right that. now? Is that what happened? What did Say the tag again, team champions, time. the AEW tag team champions, the did M-Bus. they become a star under oh, Vince? Oh, you McMahon? mean the
1: guys? Oh, you mean the guys <laughs> that work for the company and have creative control and pass it off in a damn group text? Maybe if they said some racist remarks, you would compare them to Terry Bollea. but it's real damn similar. World champion works there. Hell, acknowledge that on TV with Orange Cassidy Wednesday. Tag champs work there. Miro banged Lana was having a wedding, and then they stuck him in another wedding angle because they're geniuses. Darby Allen is it. They're the one exception. He's the one runt of this particular litter. The facts Spell it out. Chris Jericho, Icon, Smokey Mountain, ECW, WCW, WWE, And guess what? When he retires, we'll finally get to AEW. It's his side piece. It's his side piece. Tell me how they've done for Hangman Page.
0: (laughs) So, of course, AEW will be last when you go on a list of Chris Jericho because you went in a list in chronological order. (laughs) No. That fits your narrative. You started with Smokey Mountain Wrestling all the way to saying AEW would be last. Well, of course, in chronological order, that no. is going to be last. so no,
1: here's how it's going to go. It'll, he, in real life, when we talk about Chris Jericho, we'll talk about his days in WWE, then AEW, then WCW. There's the company I
0: said first. Do you disagree? He worked there for twenty years. Of course, you're going to say WWE first. Tell me one star
1: they've helped create besides Darby Allen.
0: One Jungle Boy. And where is he? He just wrestled last week, or the week before. I well, for- no. They have a big roster. They did well. I forgot. Oh, you
1: forgot? Yeah, they're. Really- I must have. They're kicking ass. If you're forgetting, if you, the ultimate stan of AEW, who I'm convinced is working their social media.
2: <laughs> All right, we All right. should we should move on.
1: Miro, speaking of Miro, I'm sending a message on AEW Dynamite. This was the best segment of the show. This was good. Here's the problem. This proved that Jake Roberts is not needed. So I got something for you folks. Here, I, I've been giving great, great ideas all day long, right? Double to nothing. You know what should happen? Jake Roberts on a pole. Sure. Jake Roberts should turn on Lance Archer because Lance Archer just proved for a fact he doesn't need him. And he should align with Miro, who still struggles with English a little bit. Shark cage match. He should turn on Lance Archer, okay. cost him, and, he, and then Jake can go, guess what, Lance, I taught you everything I knew, and you couldn't do what he did and win the title. Because we just proved unequivocally that at this stage, Lance is probably a better cutter than Jake Roberts in his current raspy form. Yeah. We did not prove that Miro is. Miro cut a very good promo, but given his choppy English, because of he's the Bulgarian female dog,
0: um... <laughs> I
1: think that's what should happen here. What do you think of this segment? What do you think of my idea, McCarthy?
0: No, I think that segment was perfect, and I think that's a great idea. It really, because Lance Archer can talk just fine. And it's a way for Archer to maintain heat, if you will, by losing to Miro by getting screwed by Jake Roberts. That way, Miro continues his run, Archer saves face in a loss, and Jake the Snake Roberts has someone else to kind of Get behind and, him going, and help grow him going in the promo
1: aspect. As well. uh, because you but, never trust a snake. That's what we have found out. And he is that. What do you think of that idea, sir?
2: No, I think it's a very good idea. What do you think of the segment? I thought the segment was great. I, I agree with you. I thought this was probably the best part of Dynamite. Because I was impressed by Miro. I really was. I thought he delivered. Like you said, it was it was a very good promo. Yeah. Probably one of his best ones he's ever cut. I think so. Um, and that's including his uh, debut. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I thought it was a good, I can't wait. I'm excited for the match. When and it, if yeah. this takes place. Yeah, Sunday. Uh, um going to kick some ass. So that they did their job, especially there, because I'm excited for the match. And I agree with you. I, I think this definitely proves that, unfortunately, Jake Robertson really isn't needed with Lance Archer. And I think we kind of started to see that even before this, whenever he was starting to cut his own promos against Sting and starting to slow. Like I, I think they are building to that at some point because I think Miro wouldn't have brought it up if it wasn't something they were playing around with. You don't bring up Jake Roberts holding him back if it's not something you're Probably toying with that you at want
1: creatively, right, right?
2: That you want it to be the perception that he's holding him back, that he's you know trying to stop him. Um, credit to Miro for you know on the fly stuff that he said. I thought it was very well done, very this very excited.
1: This is something that and and here's deep praise. This is something that I hope somebody shows Vince man or Bruce Pritchard and goes, Take notes, look at this, look, here's what he can do. Here's, and not to say he didn't have a good run in WWE. Bruce Day got hot. it did. But, and he had big matches with John Cena and things like that. He had a good run. But this right here proved you dropped the ball in the grand scheme. Could have been world champ. Could have been world champ. Somebody needs to show this to Vincent and Bruce and go, number one, see what you messed up here. You did. Number two, here's what you're go- a lot of these guys in the back are capable of and you don't trust them. And they could probably even do it in PG manner. Just just give them the time to adjust that. Plus, we're throwing around the B word now every fifth word, so how PG are we? Uh, And so I I, I loved this segment, and again, approved that Jake Roberts is unfortunately not needed. However, my concern is, my concern is Jake Roberts may need AEW for his mental and and sobriety.
2: Yeah, they can't get rid of him. They can't.
1: Now, if he you know, if he does something that is warranted to be fired, that's different. But he hasn't done that to our knowledge, and he needs to be in the game, and he deserves to be in the game because he's he's fought, like he said um, in his debut promo, he's fought for twenty years to get right, to get clean, and so he deserves to be a part of this a uh, part of this game one more time. That yoga line was, yep. Perfect. I will. Whoa, <laughs> we're going there. All right. All right. I felt bad for Jake at that point. Yeah. I was like... I was Notice like, they didn't cut to him immediately just to see what he would yeah. do. Cause, I, was, I, was like, I was like, Miro, hey, he might start thinking you're shooting, brother. And that's somebody you don't want to shoot with. Uh, but he needs to be involved and in, a in, in part of the game and on TV and still be Jake Roberts. So I know that's not really how business should work. But for his mental health, I think it should be that way. And so I really hope that they have a plan either to make it a Paul Heyman-esque thing where we all know that Brock Lesnar really didn't need Paul Heyman to hold him back, but still. Uh, and frankly, the limited times we've seen him on the mic in 2012 to 2020, it was better than we all ever hype it up to be outside of that one horrible promo John Laurinaitis that went far too long.
2: I'll, uh, I'll throw this question out to both of you. If it's not Lance Archer and it's not Miro, is there anybody else on the roster you think they could pair with him? Not only that it fits well because of what he represents as a character, but would benefit the person that they align him with. Because I'm trying to think off the top of my head who they could put him with. Because I agree with you, I think he needs it for his own mental mental stability.
1: Yeah.
2: Who could they put him with if it's not Miro?
1: If it's if it's if it's not Miro and it's not Lance Archer, the first guy that comes to mind for me, for for me is a is a brian is a Brian Cage or a Hobbs, big guy that we don't know really what they got in terms of promo, and Jake Roberts can sell you on the fact of looky here, uh, the, you know, he's a hoss, uh, just absolute star. What about you, McCarthy?
0: I'd turn Luchasaurus heel. That's who I'd put him with. Dinosaur and a
2: snake. Shut up and take my
1: money. I knew evolution was fake. <laughs> dinosaur and a snake. Looky there, looky there. Man, that would be big league in it. What about, what the hell is his name? Got the long black hair of the, uh, the hairy chest. You know what I'm talking about? He... He was on a few weeks ago. He might hold on. I, I might have a little Camarado.
0: Song. Say it again. It's, is it Camarado? Yeah, the guy that's in the factory. Nick Camarado. Okay. Yeah, why not Nick yeah. Camarado? Why yeah.
1: not? Him? Why not him? That'd be a good one. Yeah, He's I think so, that mix, would fit. We don't know anything about him, and Jake Roberts can tell you. Uh, I, I I think that I think that would work. Again, I just I
2: just think it would be more of a shock factor if you put Luchasaurus in though. I agree, that's easily the best pick. We've be already great. seen Luchasaurus and Lance Archer, I think, already have matches together. Put them together again.
1: Woo! Money. Woohoo! Money. All right, Serena D uh defeated Red Velvet. <sighs> I'm not a big fan of the whole red velvet thing. It's kind of stupid. Um She's got plenty of athletic talent. She's pretty. She's but Making a cake all the damn
0: time is... Eh. Mr. McCarthy, thoughts? Look, look, look. She couldn't think of a name. She mentioned how... uh, Talked about her mom's amazing red velvet cake. And one of her friends said, that should be your name. And she went with it. So let's admire her for going with something and sticking with it. Hoping it would work like when Stone Cold's wife said that tea's gonna get Stone Cold. Sometimes it works. I don't mind the name so much, but it's a callback to her childhood. What's wrong with that? I don't know. Kane's
1: mom said she always wanted to have a dentist, so Isaac Yankum. Um,
0: He cut his teeth with that gimmick.
1: Yeah, and he cut audiences um, and ratings. (laughs) He should have took his own dental advice. Um... (laughs) What'd you think of this match, Mr. McCarthy? I didn't
0: I like I thought it, it was a good match. Oh, yeah. you, asked,
2: you asked
0: him. That's right. I'm sorry. Serena Deeb is still showing why she's so important to the business right now. She's Gordon something you Scott don't Scott demor, see do that, a or? lot of. A super technical woman.
1: And Billy Corgan is showing that Scott DeMora to negotiate. Wouldn't you agree?
0: I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't go to those meetings.
1: Mr. Napper, now
0: now's your time.
1: Uh, oh, okay. What did you think of this match? I didn't like it. Didn't like it why? I didn't like it. Didn't like it why? I thought the
2: beginning was a little bit too rushed. I felt like the, very, like the first five minutes of this match I thought were sloppy. I think they were trying to get too much of their stuff in, and it didn't really resonate with me. I feel like they were trying to go a little bit too quick, and honestly, in wrestling, that can be a thing. Mm-hmm. They tried to be a little bit too entertaining off the bat. And I, I thought it got better. Still, I thought the overall match was just a little too sloppy for me. <sighs> Red Velvet, I i agree with you. I, I'm not too keen. I, I get the where she gets the whole name from. I'm not that. That doesn't really matter to me. But you can still see she's a little bit kind of green. Still kind of getting her legs underneath her.
1: We say that about too much about uh, this roster.
2: Unfortunately. But unfortunately, they've only, like McCarthy pointed out a couple of segments ago, they are still only two years old. So I feel like we're still going to have to say that for a little while longer. But I feel like they kind of did a disservice to make this a championship match because I don't think it lived up to a championship match. Because, like I said, I think they went a little bit too fast. I think they were trying too hard to do too much in a short amount of time. And unfortunately, until the last probably three minutes, it didn't really resonate. Serena Deeb, I think, carried the match and especially fixed the match towards the end of it when they started to just make it kind of a ground-and-pound, physical, technical match. When they weren't trying to be you know quick, athletic, and just making all the crazy moves, I thought this match was better they were trying to go fast and be athletic in the very beginning. I thought it kind of made it a little bit too hard to follow.
1: Mr. McCarthy, rebuttal to that.
0: I think you are absolutely egregious. Did they kind of go a little too fast? Maybe. But, you know, giving somebody a title shot is to see what they can do. See where they're at, where they need to work. So you can see how good they are against the top, the top of the mountain. Isn't that what dark That's is why for? you don't just randomly say, okay, this person's going to win a title. No, you see what they can do in that situation first. And Isn't then you make that decision. Part. And elevation. I with a two-year-old so. company where half the roster had never been on TV before. It's like we give NXT guys that are new to TV <laughs> some slack but we don't give any of the nice, young, up-and-coming AEW stars that are still learning how to wrestle on TV, oh, you work for AEW, we're going to hammer you. Well, but, oh, we're going to you work for NXT, it's fine, you're getting used to it, you're still gave, learning.
1: I gave them a lot of slack when they were on the network. Now you're on USA, I don't give them a lot of slack. And to be fair, they don't usually put anybody
2: anymore that is... Developmental on the T on the show anymore. Yeah. They save a lot of that for whatever you know they do in the background. They haven't been putting anybody that's not had at least a couple matches on NXT on the show anymore. They used to do that all the time when they were on the network. They don't do it anymore. That's the difference. The
1: developmental shows for WWE these days are main event and two oh five live. Yeah. That you know, because that, that's where Mansoor has been before he just randomly got put to Raw. He's been on 205 Live a ton. and,
2: and it, it, So that's why I said, isn't that what Dark and Elevation are for? Because that's where they're supposed to learn to fix those mistakes. It, and again, I, I thought they did a better job in the second half of that match, and I thought Serena Deeb slowed that match down, and they were able to bounce back from it. But it still, to me... For the whole entire match, I don't think they did enough for me, at least me personally, to say that that was a good match. I think it was an okay match, but it, to me, it wasn't an, a good match. Especially for a match that you were going to make a championship match. For a title that
1: isn't even yours. Yeah. Uh, uh, we look, We got we, we got to move on. We're, we're running short on d- time because we've screamed a lot. Uh, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston defeated the acclaimed. Uh, thought it was a, I <coughs> thought it was a, a good match overall, but uh, it was a little all over the place, like most Moxley matches. You know, it was here, it was there, it was here, it was there. Uh, it it uh, it just it was okay, but I, I I didn't think it lived up to the hype that these all four of these men can do. I thought I think all four of these men could do far better with each other. Do you agree? I if do agree. agree. I do. How about you, Mister McCarthy?
0: Oh, they could have a way better match if they developed a little bit more chemistry and wrestled a couple of times. Good try that on Dark and Elevation. That being said, props to John Moxley. Let's try that on Dark and Elevation, but damn it, damn it, make stars. But put everybody on Dark and Elevation that's never been on TV, but damn it. Where is everybody's push? Make everybody a star right now. But make sure they're on dark and elevation. Talk it out at both sides of your face, sir. Make up your mind. Do you want the people that aren't ready on dark and elevation, or do you want them to try to make stars on dynamite?
2: We didn't say this was a bad match, though.
0: Yeah,
1: just that they could do better. They could develop a little more chemistry. I didn't. You know, I would. No, you said
0: you said that that belongs on darker elevation, Uh, learning chemistry together. Belongs on dark use... and elevation, but oh my gosh, there's not enough new stars that still need to develop. Better make them stars, <laughs> and it would and better do it on dark and elevation. Of a They're not ready for TV, and they gotta practice, them what so real keep them on dark and elevation. Like.
2: Hold on, stop. Go ahead.
1: The smattering uh, thousands deserve to have a nice John Moxley at a Kingston match with the acclaimed, you know, stars. You're taking your time and still taking time out of your day and watching this product on YouTube. And they could technically have it on both. They could have it on yeah. Dark and they could have it on Dynamite. Yeah, fun fact, Jenner Mahal was on main event the week before before he returned to Raw. They can do it. Yeah. It's fine. Modern day Maharaja.
2: I was just going to say props to John Moxley for taking that oral sessions joke on the chin. <laughs>
1: Great phrasing. Oral-sized joke on the chin. Fantastic. (laughs) Fantastic. Fantastic. God help me, I love this show. Me too. (laughs) I didn't even plan it that way. (laughs) Hikaru-shi. (laughs) We're running short. Hikaru-shi defeated rebel. Uh, we'll, we'll get to them in the uh, predictions. Christian Cage defeated Matt Seidel. I thought this was a great match, and I thought it really kicked off dynamite. And, like I said, really wet your palate for a night of professional wrestling. Shame that's, that AEW got some nostalgia with that one. Yeah, I mean, that, it was 2008, bro. I could see the WBHD little logo up there in <laughs> the corner. Uh, and, and so, really, really enjoy. Any thoughts on Christian
0: Cage Matt Seidel before we move on to some high spots on the next team, McCarthy? No, that was a really good way to kick off Dynamite. It was a nice back and forth of two, you know, totally different styles. Because Christian has always been more of a technician than an aerial wrestler. Edge always took most of those chances, and he didn't even take that many. They were just made famous, you know, from the TLCs. But they're not, neither one, Christian or Edge, have ever really been known as high flyers. They just know how to make the best of stipulations. But it was a good, nice clash. Of wrestling styles.
1: I agree. I really, really enjoyed it. Any thoughts you want to share before we move on?
0: No, I
2: agree. It's both of you.
1: All right. Well, let's hit my spots on NXT. Bronson Reed defeated Johnny Gargano in the Steel Cage match to win the NXT North American Championship. Napper. Thoughts?
2: Loved it. Finally. I think Bronson Reed has been a star in the making. And I think it's finally time they gave him the push they did deserve.
1: Mr. Matt, Daddy McCarthy, thoughts on the resident thick boy, North American champ?
0: Oh, I thought this match was great. And it's it gives new direction for not only Bronson Reed, but Johnny Gargano. It's time for him to go out, maybe try and get back in the NXT title picture. Instead of lifting up the North American Championship, see what Bronson Reed can do with it, and have Johnny Gargano go up to the top of the card.
1: I have, I have two words for Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, Tommaso Ciampa, and Rest of the Undisputed Era too, Two words. Main roster. Main roster. Uh, give Vince a chance. Hashtag it.
2: Well, they should be doing what they've we said probably all along they should do. They should take some of the people that they're not using on SmackDown and they're not using on Raw and swap them out. Yeah.
1: Hashtag give Vince a chance, Undisputed Era. Tommaso Ciampa and uh, rest all of you. Give Vince a chance. Hashtag... <laughs> Um. Yeah, I really enjoyed this steel cage match. This could have headlined a takeover. This was damn good in every sense of the word. Might have been the match of the week. Uh, that you know, as far as, prefer- as far as we'll, we'll we'll see how we'll, we'll see. But I, I think so. It was damn good. Enjoyed all of it. Johnny Gargano knows the way, but unfortunately, Rotten Reed got in the way. And yeah, I'm going to be interested to see where 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 the Gargano's and Austin Theory go from here. It, it it does create a lot of developments. Plus Bronson Reed as champion, a lot of big time matches can come out of that. A lot of big time good matches. I'll tell you, I've got I've got my eyes on a few. I've got my eyes on a few. You know what I'd like to see? This new version of Bobby Fish versus Bronson Reed.
2: Yes. I just want to see the new version of Bobby Fish.
1: Well, you'll see him uh, tonight on NXT. Of course, we will be leaving the studio here. By God, DVRs are set and just just salivating. Uh, they, my DVRs ready right to electrocute with as much wrestling as i got to record. Uh, Jake Atlas defeated uh, Cameron Grimes thanks to Ted DiBiase's distraction. Of course, Ted DiBiase tonight, they're going to have some sort of million-dollar face-off. I love Ted DiBiase. So glad he's back. But damn it, it had better pay off in the elevation of Cameron Grimes, or else.
2: What are we doing this for?
1: Yeah, because it this does not feel like they're going to lead this face off, this summit, this million dollar whatever. Doesn't feel like it's leading to him managing it. We'll see what Maybe happens. Maybe that's
2: the swerve. I don't know. Thoughts and on no, not
1: Isaiah Swerve. So thought, thought, huh, huh. That's a hit, in a row. Um, <laughs> so, Mr. Napper, thoughts?
2: I I agree with you actually. That I'm I'm not getting manager vibes. I'm not getting getting, con-
1: getting concerned.
2: Yeah, a little bit. Um, unless it does involve him managing somebody else that goes up against Grimes, mm-hmm. I think that could result in some good things. Ted Junior. Uh, yeah. If God, if it was that, that'd be top of the line. And eventually, it could result in all three of them kind of forming, like you pointed out, form, forming a little faction. I know we're getting tired of that. Little money, ink, baby. Little money, ink, part two. Um, but yeah, I I hope it leads somewhere good. I think Cameron Grimes deserves it. Got to give them credit for at least Ted DiBiase for at least doing it because it gives him the rub no matter what. But the payoff, if not done right, it could hurt him.
1: Yeah, this was the first week of, of this series that I went, what are we doing here? Because now you just cost him a W. And wins matter. It's one thing AEW understands better than WB. Mr. McCarthy, thoughts on where this is all heading? What do you think this summit's going to be tonight between Cameron Grimes and the Million Dollar Man?
0: And I really hope it leads, like you guys said, to something. Because what's the point if the Million Dollar Man's not at least going to either be a manager or bring back... Ted DiBiase Jr. or do something.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a little concerned after last week, but I, I'm holding out hope because, again, like Journey, we don't stop believing. Um, all right. Any other thoughts that you two want to touch on on NXT as a whole before we move on? Anything else? Mr. Mac Daddy, thoughts?
0: Nope. Yeah. I got nothing.
1: Alright, we want to remind you that you're watching to the turnbuckle right here on Heel Turn Wrestling. Check out all the other great programs. Subscribe. Smash that like button. Go ahead. Get those little bell notifications. That way anytime any of us go live, you get it. Uh, especially, always a shout out to Big Stevie C who got us hooked up with the old term wrestling. Watch Heel and Face podcast every Sunday around two p.m. is when he drops that sucker. He went in depth on the Velveteen Dream situation this week, and again, he's morally much better than I am, so I can promise you he gave you more straight talk. So be sure to check that out. Check out Billy Alexander takes five. You got to the franchise himself. Be sure to check it all out, but again, the simplest way to check out all the shows here on Hill Turn Wrestling, just hit that like button, go ahead and get those notifications, follow, follow. Might want to put it in your C first pile on your feet. Actually we'll ask one question. Go ahead.
2: Did the match with Hit Row at all invest you more in them
1: as a faction? I hate to say it now. McCarthy. No,
0: okay. not yet. I still want to give it time.
1: I'll give it time, but, but I'm going to call it no for 1. I'm going to call it a swing and a miss this one. only thing it did for me, make me
2: not believe in Isaiah Swerve Scott as the leader of that faction at all. Because I think the other two that were in the match, top dollar, and was it, Ashanti, the um, – I don't remember what his name is. But uh, the only thing it did for me is let me know that they're really talented and he's kind of <coughs> just
0: there. Yep, yep. And I'm supposed don't to don't besmirch the, the- Swerve sir. And I'm supposed to He'll
2: believe get he's there, going there okay? the North American title. Okay.
1: What? Uh, I got an idea for the show. It just came to me. We'll talk after. Okay. Uh, just came to me. Uh, just came to me. Yep. Monday Night Raw. Let's talk about it real quick. Drew McIntyre versus Jacoby Kingston. It ends in a no contest, so we can get the same damn thing next week. Woo-hoo! Look, as much as I like Kobe Kingston and Drew McIntyre, why wouldn't we just do it there? Because ratings, baby! You know oh, wait, what? I'm sorry. I'm, baby! Because you know what would be nice if we had that payoff last night as advertised, and then we spend, I don't know, the other three weeks, two and a half weeks, whatever, I don't know, building. The believability that whoever wins can beat Bobby Lashley at Hell in a Cell. Crazy thought. Uh, Mr. McCarthy, thoughts?
0: I thought the match was really good until we got the no contest and now we get to have it again next Monday. Like, hooray! Like, they had a great match. But I kind of think that they should just go with Kofi and Lashley right now. We need a breather from Drew and Lashley. They've been feuding for... I mean, off and on for over a year, let Kofi come in, give us a little break in the buffet, if you will, and then they can meet again at, say, SummerSlam or something. Because Kofi always does amazing with dudes that are that much bigger than him. I just, I
2: just
1: agree with him, baby. It's, uh, it's so good. He's you he's speaking to us, baby. It's, it's, it's so, so good. good. It's gospel. It's gospel. He talking. He talking gospel. I agree. Yes, uh, Kobe King said what we were all thinking. I love Drew, but come on, take it back to the. Do something else. Like, there's other titles on this brand. Chance after chance after chance after chance. <laughs>
2: go fight your buddy Seamus. He's got the U.S. title. It's shiny
1: and pretty. I'm like, there's tag titles. There's U.S. titles. There's plenty of gold to go collect. We're just, hell, go fight our truth I ain't seen him in a few weeks. Uh... Uh, you know, just, just this and I love Drew. Like, like you guys know how high I am, I am on him because, especially after the Stone Cold podcast, where he's like, "I'm not looking to go to Hollywood. I want to wrestle in my 50s. <laughs> that, that is like, that is the equivalent of me. I mean, that is just give me more. I mean, you know, the hot dog wieners in the face gift. That's me when I hear those kind of things. Hot dogs, hot dogs, people. I didn't say anything offensive. Hot dogs. I will send you the gift. In the two of the turnbuckle chat, Please so don't. you all think I'm crazy? Please don't. I'm going to. Oh damn! I'm going to. Damn it! I'm going to. I'll kick you out too. Um, yeah. And <laughs> all right, Natalia and Tamina defeated a Chain of Blaze and I- Iron Jacks. Why? But thoughts on this being the main event of Raw? I was stunned. It was the main event of Raw.
2: I was very stunned. It was
1: the main event of
2: Raw. <laughs> I mean, it's great that it was the main event of Raw, but. Uh... Okay. Yeah. Yay. Can we please break these two up now, please? For the love of God and all things that are holy and all things that matter to Shayna Baszler.
1: I think we're getting there.
2: I know we are, but it's just getting
1: there starting next week because, you know, Shayna was mad. Yeah, the Sony and I and Jax, they got a a thing going on, pal. Got a thing going on. How much you want to bet the Vince was like? Well, you know, they say big girls need love too. I'm
2: sure he put it in exactly those words.
1: I want to hear him say it.
2: <laughs> uh, M- maybe the little puppet will say it.
1: He Yes, when Bray gets back from wherever he may be. Yes. Damn it. <laughs> McCarthy, thoughts on this main event overall? Nia Jax Jackson, Shane take a loss. Shane is going to take on Reginald next week in an intergender match. God, we're so cool. What are your thoughts?
0: So I thought the match was pretty good. I, 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 Please split them up now. I agree with you. Like, this is ridiculous at this point. Like, if you know anything about Shayna Baszler, it's that it doesn't take some dude taking Nia Jax's attention away from the matches to make Shayna Baszler want to not be her partner anymore. Nope. Shayna Baszler doesn't like anyone to begin with. Her and Nia have a very long history together. All it takes is them legitimately losing, because heaven forbid we do that. Just have, you know, Natalia and take the titles from them without Reginald's distraction. And they can split up from there because Shayna Baszler, a former MMA fighter, is a competitor. All she needs is, we lost the titles because of you. And the story writes itself. Instead of, let's... Let's light Reginald on fire and. Get I'm Bia actually by okay Shayna with that. I assume and,
1: that was Alexa Bliss, something related to her. Shayna Baszler. I would
0: assume.
2: I'm actually okay with that at this uh, point.
1: Speaking of quickly, uh, very quickly, anyone think that Nikki Cross could be aligning with Alexa Bliss? God, I hope so. Why was she back on TV all of a sudden? I hope so. It would make some sense, please. Because her problem was not technically Alexa joining the the dark side; it was. You're being controlled by him.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, she ain't being controlled by him no more. Yeah. Uh, any, do you think it's possible, McCarthy, that Vince has had a stroke of genius and is going to make Nikki Cross a part of the playground?
0: Oh, I hope so. Because there there needs to be something a little bit different that uh, differentiates Alexa Bliss and The Fiend at this point. Like, she needs somebody by her side that's loyal like Nikki Cross.
2: Yep. Boy. I mean, there were, there, were, there were rumors that it was going to be Sasha Banks, but I would much rather take Nikki Cross.
1: I mean, I think all of them on the playground would be a very interesting scenario. Very true, very true. A great segment. Yes. Great segment. All right, I'm going to gonna hit some high spots here because we got to go. got to make double-nothing productions. Riddle to Ro- and Xavier Woods thought it was a great match. It showed a side of riddle we haven't seen as far as intensity in quite some time since the NXT days. It was fight, fight, pit us. Of course, he had the RKO. You know, RK bro lives on. That's great. Cedric Alexander, please never have a microphone again. Any presidential contender in 2024, if you say the words, I will outlaw Cedric Alexander promos, I don't care who you are, I will vote for you. I promise. These midterms coming up in 22, if you say, Cedric Alexander, no longer good promos, you got my vote. This was Cedric awful.
0: Alexander can no longer cut promos.
1: This was, this was awful. This was, he sounds like a pre BBS and teen. It's he was doing the yell thing that you're talking about with Ethan page. It was just bad. It was just awful. And once again, can we please get Shelton Benjamin's old theme song back? This current one is the drizzling poos. It's a night of white castle compared to steak. When you're talking about those two theme songs, All right, Uh, Jackson Ryker should never defeat AJ Styles. I mean, you can make an argument he shouldn't be employed, but I'm not here to tell anyone how to run their business, but he damn sure shouldn't defeat the best in the world, AJ Styles, under any circumstances, don't care what kind of hanky-panky was going on. He's AJ freaking Styles. And for those of us that liked TNA in the old days, AJ Styles versus Gunner on Monday Night Raw, who called that in 2021? All right, look, I think we've about covered it. We saw Sheamus versus Humberto Carrillo again. We saw Charlotte versus Oscar again. Because we don't have any new ideas. Again. again. Except a
2: beat-the-clock challenge that we, for some reason, revived.
1: Yeah, and who knew knew Charlotte Flair's making matches now, folks? I mean, she
2: is buddy-buddies with...
1: But I'm saying, well, maybe that's who she was texting. I got a maybe, great idea, Sonya Deville. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was probably Andrade. So you would think so. I would assume. All right, time to make our double and other predictions to get the hell out of here because Monday Night Raw was it was it, uh, it was raw. Um, all right, the Young Bucks versus John Moxey, Eddie Kingston tag team match for those AEW tag team championships. Mr. McCarthy, who have you got in this bout?
0: I got Moxley and Kingston. I got the Bucks. How about you, Napper?
2: I have Moxley and Kingston.
1: All right, we'll see. Sting, Darby Allen versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. That's right, it's Tag Team Palooza, double or nothing. Mr. Napper, who you got?
2: Uh, Sting and Darby
1: Allen. Mr. McCarthy.
0: I got Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page.
1: I got Sting, he Sting, Darby Allen. We're sorry, not. You get the rub just from getting some face paint sweat. That's that's the idea there. The Pinnacle versus the Inner Circle in a Stadium Stampede match. If the Inner Circle loses, they got to break up for Alva, Mister McCarthy. I know you're particularly concerned. Who you got? I think the
0: Pinnacle's going to win,
1: Mr. especially because
0: Nap- Jericho's going on tour here in about a month.
2: Mister Napper. I'm actually going to take the pinnacle.
1: I'm going to take the pinnacle, but I hope I'm wrong or else there was no damn reason to do this match again. We've already had the blow-off, and Christian Jericho could have healed that elbow injury and spared us one of his worst promos in history. Thank you. I'll see you on tour there, big man. All right, number four, the Casino Battle Royale. Whoever wins gets a future AEW World Championship shot. <laughs> Not an impact one. Uh, Mr. Napper, I'm not going to list all those names. I put them there. Who you got?
2: I was just reading through the rest of
1: them. Uh, I'm going to take Jungle Boy. Fair enough. I'm going to take Christian Cage. Mr. McCarthy, who you got?
0: I'm going with Jungle Boy as well.
1: All right, we shall see what happens. We shall see. All right, Miro versus Lance Archer. For the AEW TNT Championship. Is it going to change TBS, by the way, I would assume?
2: I think they already came out and said that it's not going to change. Why?
1: We're not on? Okay. They just don't want to change it. Great. Mr. McCarthy, who you got? I got Miro. I have Miro as well, but again, I've I've given you the finish, Tony Khan, man. I have given you the finish. Turn Jake, cost Lance... Keeps everybody in the ball game. We all look good. Amiro needs Jake more than Lance right now, Mister Napper. Yeah, I'm gonna take Emiro too. Come on. All right, Cody versus Andy and Go-Go. and all the Factory friends and Arn Anderson too, and <laughs> we'll all have a cheeseburger afterwards. Factory friends. Uh, okay, Mister Napper, because McCarthy is blue. Oh, there he is. Hi. Hi. Show's not over yet. We got a few matches. <laughs>
0: I don't know what what just happened.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, Show's not over yet. We got a few matches. Who do you got in this? Cody Kerfluffle within Anthony Agogo.
0: I got Cody Rhodes.
1: You got Cody. I got Cody as well. It should be Anthony Agogo though, because he's a star and should put the young guy over. That's kind of how that whole making stars works. Stunner. Akira Shida versus Dr. Britt Baker DMD to that women's championship. Napper, who you got?
2: If it's not Britt Baker, I riot.
1: Mr. McCarthy.
0: I mean, I won't riot, but I still think Dr. Britt Baker's going to win.
1: Yep. I agree with you. DMD, it's time. All right, finally. Kenny Omega versus Orange Cassidy versus Pac. I know they say that Orange Cassidy could like kick his championship match down the can. If that happens, then whoever broke that needs to go to the can and the unemployment line because... Why would anyone ever do that, especially when he's... I don't like him, but he's selling more t-shirts than anybody in the company. So, Mr. McCarthy, who you got winning the triple threat? I got Kenny. Who you got winning the triple threat, Mr. Knapper? Or... No, Kenny. (laughs) (laughs) I do as well. That's right. The executive vice president keeps the world championship of this work. I think so. Yep. And... Nope. 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 Let me look. Yeah. No mention of the Impact World Championship. Stunner! And I don't mean Stone Cold. The only thing Stone Cold about all this is how they're treating Scott DeMore in Impact Wrestling. Um, all right. Any final thoughts, sir, madam, people? McCarthy, tell them about that uh, flagship show of the Bruiser and Asian Productions.
0: Oh, you mean the Bruce Cruz podcast? The only podcast that brings you pro wrestling for your ears every Thursday at 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time? You mean that one?
1: Yes, and if you missed this episode or two of To The Turnbuckle, when might this be uploaded onto Anchor?
0: Well, if Travis gets it to me before tomorrow, like 5 o'clock tomorrow, Eastern Standard Time.
1: I feel you. And you can check out all our shows where?
0: Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, there's quite a few. There's a there's a fair amount. Every great platform. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was the greatest thing I've ever did seen. Did you strategically
0: do what I think you did behind your name, sir?
1: <laughs> that was the greatest <laughs> thing I have ever seen. I love this show. Final words, Travis Snorly Dapper. This chair is comfy.
2: <laughs> this chair is very comfy, and that was great. Oh, I'm so proud of myself for that moment.
1: I pulled a Kofi. You pulled an inner circle. Yeah. yeah but at least Kofi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, listen, that was, we have done, episodes. we got to figure out how many episodes we've done, but we've done a lot of episodes. That's one of the top five moments in this show's history. Yep. And with that, Logan, the <coughs> Buckle Brigade, we thank you for tuning in to another edition of uh-huh. Turnbuckle. We will be right back here next Tuesday to review. Double or nothing, and I'm sure it's going to be a great pay-per-view extravaganza. How am I going to watch it? I don't know, because the Coke 600 is also Sunday. Yeah. But i will figure it out. Help me out, YouTube. Help me out. Yeah. Because there's a lot going on. And then I promise <coughs> you, people, beginning with the next, and I know I said this before, and I lied, and I'm sorry, but I didn't know it was going to fall on the Coke 600. Beginning with the next AEW pay-per-view, we will do watch-alongs. We will get that figured out. We will begin to do WWE watch-alongs right here on To The Turnbuckle Facebook page. I do apologize that, yes, we told a fib. I didn't realize it was going to fall on one of the greatest days in motorsports history with the Indy 500 and uh, the Coke 600. Because originally it was scheduled for Saturday, but COVID moved it to Sunday. You recall? Remember, it was supposed to be in. So we do apologize. So all things being equal... Hopefully by the next AEW pay per view we will be doing regular watch alongs, and I can tell Mister McCarthy how bad the product is right to his face over some pizza. Okay. Wow. wow. Any any <laughs> any last rebuttal, sir?
0: Your facetiousness is egregious, I'm sir. Not facetious. The product is not as sucks. bad as you say. I'll
1: tell look. I'll tell you when all those curtain jerkers suck. There's no facetiousness to that. I just told you Chris Jericho cut the worst promo of his life. All right correct, <laughs> sir.
0: He's cut worse. You're right.
1: Stupid idea from a bad creative. Um, all right, with that, that's Travis Norley-Napper. By the way, be sure to check out the Red Flag podcast each and every Monday, 5 to 6. Sometimes live, sometimes not, depending on schedule. Right. Uh, but be sure to check it out. I'm on there. That's why I got this conflict of interest when it comes to, to double or nothing. It's because I love you. And uh, check out Mr. McCarthy and go check out Bruiser Nation Productions and check out our merch, To the Turnbuckle, Red Flag merch, uh, all, Bruce Cruise podcast merch, all of it right there. Go to the website, click it there, and you get all the beautiful merch you could ever desire. Hell, you can drink it. You can drink suds out of a To the Turnbuckle Mesa jar. Uh huh. With that, and what's more, Americana as Memorial Day comes up, we pray you have a safe and blessed weekend. Be safe, be well, enjoy family and friends, hot dogs if you're into that sort of thing. Go ahead. Sorry, vegans. Um, with that, this has been To the Turnbuckle, presented by Bruce Nation Productions, right here, proudly on Heel Turn Wrestling. We will see you next week. Be safe, be well, God bless. We out of here.